Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 62. It's the new year. So, of course, we've got to go with the new year's skill, resolutionizing, which, which is totally... I did not pick this skill. I, I don't I don't think this is a skill. Somebody made this up, but we're stuck with it now because we, we didn't come up with another one, basically. Tom, what skill class is yep. resolutionizing? Uh, it's a skill class. Three, two, one. Happy New Year! <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that for now. <laughs> All right, since it's a new year and we got new history and fun facts, Tanda, what research did you do on resolutionizing? Well, I did uh, I did a little bit of history. I've been doing fun facts, so I thought I would do a little bit of history. And uh, so I went back to, uh, well, all, all the way back to, you know, my family history with uh, resolutionizing. Uh, as best I could trace it back to September 11th of uh, 1738 uh, when uh, Johann Peter Hedrick, distant relative, uh, arrived on this continent and he and a bunch of he and a bunch of buddies and and stuff they were they were really into um, you know documenting these things and creating resolutions and probably the biggest one that everyone's heard of is they just they resolved to just like strike out on their own and and break away from from the crown and and uh, they even wrote it down i mean it, it took them a while but they documented it july 4th of 1776 and they wrote down all their resolutions and of course it read to led to the res- resolutionary war and uh and everybody's See, this heard is why of I that don't make resolutions but uh, this is why i don't do it oh no i mean yeah i mean they had to stick to their resolutions and it 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 led to a you know a great deal of of strife, but uh, you know in the end it's kind of worked out I guess. But uh, and then the other one I found that was interesting took place about the same time. I guess people you know were really into serious resolutions um, around that time period. But from about that same say 1760 to the early 1800s, uh, there were a lot of people who just resolved to run everything on electricity. They were like, horses are out. We're going to run everything on electricity. And, uh, and, and of course, that started the whole industrial revolution. And that was, uh, that was the two things I found out that were just kind of historically significant. And it was interesting that, uh, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Johann Peter Hedrick, my distant relative, was one of the people who, uh, you know, kind of started this uh, resolution uprising. Sidebar, Tom. That, that's fascinating, PJ. Did you know any of that? Did, I, you know, I. It seems like I sort of know some of it, but I, I can't quite put my finger on it. It seems like something is something is amiss. Does it? Are you, are you catching it? I can't quite. It seems. No, I mean, I, I've, I've been fact checking her. Yeah. And I, I actually can't find any of that. But, but it doesn't mean it's not real. I just, I'm, I'm probably spelling something wrong. I, you and, know, uh, I feel like there might be a misspelling do. somewhere, but I, I just, I can't quite. I don't, I don't know. It sounds so yeah. close. I'm sorry. I, I'm such a bad speller. I, 
Well, I'll try better. It's you know, it's my dyslexia. My dyslexia. The dyslexia. It's acting. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> what are you talking about? You it's, can't make that up. It's it's the truth. I have <laughs> dyslexia. It's not. But, I know, and I'm laughing at your problem. <sighs> oh look, Tanda looks like she just her eyes popped open. She's she's awake again. Tanda, I did, I've you know a lot of those facts sounded super familiar, um, but it's, it's interesting that you had the little personal um, attachment to it with your uncle cousin. Uh, Tom, what research did yeah. you do on uh, resolutionizing? So um, I I looked up some history. I did. I did. I really did. We started late today, and I actually spent way more time. I actually put in my entire year's worth of research in just today. So I'm actually done researching for the the rest of the year. But I found, I wanted to know where, like, why the do we celebrate New Year's on January 1st? Right? Like, I wanted to know that. I was like, what's the scientific explanation why January 1st is the new year and not, let's say, February 1st or or march 17th or whatever oh, i think december 23rd it, would be a good candidate uh, the winter the winter for a solstice while, close yeah it was december 25th uh the christians were trying to do it isn't isn't it, it tom isn't the chinese new year february 1st you know i didn't look up chinese new year or the uh, is there another name for the jewish new year Oh, geez, Hebrew. I don't know. It's got to be something in, in Jewish. But I didn't look those up. I, I omitted those. I thought that was too complicated. Um, but I looked it up, and I was like, because the truth is, uh, January 1st, like, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, has no more weight in my life than, like, Columbus Day. Like, these things are, it's just not relevant in my world. I don't necessarily celebrate. Well, I mean, I have young kids, and I'm in bed by 8. But... It's so arbitrary, and I wanted to know. I wanted to know what the scientific explanation was, and you know what it is. Do you know this? No. No, there isn't one. Caesar said January first is the new year, and we still do it today. That's it. Wait, 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 wait. Now, the, the, hold on, hold on here. The what? guy, the guy right. that invented the salad, is the one that decided that we were yeah. having New Year's. I don't know why we're still listening to him. <sighs> That doesn't make any sense. Didn't wouldn't, nope. didn't Julius why, Caesar also add some extra days in in July or something? I like, think just at the some first, point in history. So I think just the first year it said something like he added sixty something days to the calendar randomly. Now the reason it's January first and not February first is because January is after the the god Janus, who was apparently a two faced something. I, I don't think I don't think it was even female. But, um, and like, it means new beginning. So like, that makes sense. Sure. But I tried to look up why it's called January and I have no idea. Like, he's just the guy that kind of created the calendar that we use today. And, um, that's as deep as it goes. Tom, I feel like you said a lot without saying anything. Oh, I didn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there, there's some really interesting if you know i've done so like gone off and in, in down a rabbit hole on uh, like new proposals for calendars that have like even even number of days in a month um <clears throat> and so forth that they that used are to do really are really <clears throat> regular and so not that you know it'd be difficult at this point to 
to change the calendar, but uh, there are some well, scientifically accurate calendars that make a lot of sense. That's interesting. So it used to be 10 months and, and a different number of days. I don't remember what that was, but it used to be 10 months. And then somehow the Romans changed it to metric and made it 12 months, but that doesn't make any sense because they didn't even use metric. They used Roman numerals and that's where I stopped reading. I just got confused and I was like, you know what? Let's I, just I do think the you were reading. I think you were reading and, two different things at the same time. <laughs> metric is not Roman numerals. <laughs> that's, that's not how that works, Tom. If it was metric, we'd have 15 I months. Say, I didn't say that. Oh, actually, uh, Roman, Roman numerals are kind of metric. I mean, Why? when you, when you get to 10, you have to, uh, I don't the, think all so. all of the all of the individual numerals are multiples of ten, right? So L and C and X and all all of the individual numerals that represent something bigger than a unit digit are uh, are all tens. Do you have any idea how hard it is to speak this nonsensically for seven minutes? <laughs> like this is, I am I, I do am so good at my craft. <laughs> I, I gotta say, um, anybody that that's, that's multiplying ep- letters, skill. Anybody that's multiplying letters to get numbers shouldn't be doing it. I'm just gonna come out and say that. That's that's not just just that's use true. numbers. Just numbers. So letter letters are for reading, like for books and stuff. And no, they're they're not letters. They're they're numerals. They're not called Roman letters, they're called Roman numerals. L is a letter that you spell like with. You know. Well, it's how you spell fifty. You don't spell fifty with an L. <laughs> Well, well, you, you don't. You there's, don't. There's, You're dyslexic. There's no, okay, fine. Yeah. Again, with the dyslexia, Tom. Thanks. It's not making me feel bad at all. <clears throat> all right. That's. Uh, I think. I think. Um, we we we're we're done with the Roman numerals. What I don't even know how we got here. For okay, so I'm going to say something about the calendar. You're welcome. The calendars. You're welcome. Okay. So this is something that no one ever taught me this, but for some reason, when I was learning about uh, calendar system when I was growing up, okay? This is how my child mind rationalized it, and I have kept this as an adult. So every calendar year, like from 2021, the December runs right into 2022 of January. So the years touch, okay? If you're looking at a calendar, think of think of a calendar like a giant, like an oval, Okay. And on one side of the oval, there's 12 squares. And then on the other side of the oval, there's another 12 squares. Okay? And okay. one side is one year. And as you're ticking the months off, on the other side of the calendar, new months are generated. So, like, there's always, you can always look back, the back of the year and the head of the year. So you can plant like that. In my, I don't know why, but that is how my mind like I've always seen it as a two-year calendar because the years always touch. See what I mean? PJ, like, I feel like I feel like you said a lot without saying anything at all. There, that's good. I'm yeah. thinking you might be right. I don't know. There's some computer scientist out there who thinks that calendars are a, are a linked list now. Yeah. Well, I mean, calendars if, are rectangles. But if if you think about it, if if you just took 12 months and you put them back to back, then that means the December of 2021 would be touching the January of 2021. And that's not right because that doesn't exist. See what I'm saying? Like it needs to touch the next year. So that means you have to have a calendar with two years. 
But if it was an oval, wouldn't uh, December 2022 oh, touch January frozen. 2021? No, because it keeps getting right. replaced. Ah. When does it get replaced? Every month. Every month. Well, no, like say, say you're – oh, okay. So every, every month one drops off and a new one gets added on? Yeah. Yeah. So it's constantly updated. It's never yeah. it's never the old calendar. It's always so being now. Updated. So now we could look back on twenty twenty one, but only as far as February. Yeah, because January's already been dropped off in favor of the new January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, that this is an interesting right. calendar. Something something in this there. I don't know. No, it's a. Anyway, I didn't uh, that... do any research on calendarizing. Are we still doing revolutionizing? Uh, resolutionizing. resolutionizing. So I okay. My research. Well, his calendar. His calendar makes a makes a full revolution. It does. It so does. he's definitely yes. revolu- revolutionizing. That's true. That's true. But that's not what I did my research on. It is the new year, so of course I must dig deep and find the resolutionizing superstitions, and I found a list. Of, oh of New Year's resolution superstitions. And, of course, the first one we all know, which is you need to get a midnight kiss. And, you know, it's uh, it's supposed to be someone you love, but, you know, I think pretty much like any homeless guy will do if you're you're kind of struck out on, love, you know. Love the one you're with. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the first one. Uh, the second one, most of these I've never heard of. Um, eat 12 grapes, no more, no less, at midnight. And uh, this is meant f- to bring you luck for the next 12 months. It's a grape for every month. I'm not I'm not kissing that. You don't at kiss midnight? you don't kiss the How grapes. You're doing both. You don't kiss the grapes. Yeah, but you uh, eat... you got to kiss the person that's got 12 grapes in their mouth. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I guess it depends how quickly they can swallow. You know, <laughs> that's they, they just I don't know. Then maybe they're a grape gobbler. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. Uh, okay, number That's three. What, that, was a great list of, that was a great list of superstitions. Thanks for sharing that with oh us. Oh no, we're not done. We're not done. We got we so. got eighty seven more so. eighty seven more superstitions to go. It's a, uh, okay, so number three, fill up your cupboards. Uh, it is considered bad luck to start the new year with bare cupboards. So if you if you don't have anything in there, you need to go to the grocery store before midnight. So so there's that. Oh, so that's why everybody's at the store on New Year's Eve, right? filling their cupboards. That's, I thought they were just stocking up on booze or something. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, you can fill them with booze. If, if you don't have if you have bare cupboards, it's a signal of poverty and hardship, and so that's that's what you'd be bringing into the new year. Uh, superstition number four is to keep extra cash in your wallet. First, I have issue with the term extra cash, uh, but it means that uh, you you want to enter into the year with financial prosperity. So you don't have any extra cash. You got to go run to the ATM and get some. And it says don't loan out money on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day because you don't want to start the year with unpaid debts. So that's, I think that's sound advice, you know. This one Tom will get behind. Number five is don't clean the house. 
Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I figured as that much. Seems, that seems reasonable. Well, I did clean the house. Wait, when though? Like at midnight or any time New Year's Day? Any time around and before and after. Uh, if you if you sweep or wash any clothing or part of your house or dishes or anything, it would be considered sweeping away your good luck for the year. Oh boy, oh, yeah. Man. That coupled with the mirror that I broke at the dump the other day. What if you took it to the recycler? Is it, like, possible to get that luck back, like, kind of regenerated? That depends. Who would be recycling it? Well, I know. I just hauled off a lot of stuff New Year's, but I took most of it to the recycling. But what, like the junkyard? Well, no, just just to the bins for plastic and paper. You mean at your house? At the, at the shop? No, no. Nearby. No, the recycling Down the center. road. Recycling center. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Is, is, do you feel lucky when you go to the recycling center? Sometimes Ooh. I get a lot of good stuff there. Every once in a while. Well, then, then maybe it's okay. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Uh, number six. Open the doors at midnight or just before midnight. So that you can let the old year out and welcome the new one in. So, so Somebody in a warmer climate wrote that one. Uh, it says it, that even if you're in a cold climate, you could do it for just a couple seconds. So, it does not. That's that's enough time in my neighborhood to get shot, oh. or have a bullet, or have a bullet fall on you. Yeah, well, then you're definitely not. Okay, uh, number uh, seven. Avoid the tears. Uh, don't cry on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, or that could set in motion a year of sadness. Nobody wants that. I, I mean, not that my year was, was full of sadness. Anyway, uh, number eight, uh, fill up on collard greens and black-eyed peas. It is supposed to bring good luck and prosperity, respectively, in the months of head if you were to eat these particular things which i've had both when i live down south and they're tasty so you should eat them even if you don't need the good luck we, we used to do that i didn't this year but uh that uh, the black eyed peas was uh, something we traditionally did hmm. all right number nine don't leave the house under any circumstances, you cannot leave the house until someone else comes in from outside and brings you a gift. Whoever's the first person that comes into your home has to bring you a gift, but you can't leave until someone else brings the luck of the new year into your house. Which begs the question, if, no, one's, who's the first poor if, if no one is leaving their house... How is there going to be a person coming into your house if everyone's at home waiting for someone to come in? And they're not bringing you a gift. That too. That too. Where are they getting the gift from if they can't leave the house? I mean, I, I don't know. That, does, that one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You have to plan ahead for this and, and like send somebody like somebody with no no luck off to deliver all your gifts. It, it says specifically this is big in Scotland. I don't know why. But anyway. Uh, number 10. This one makes even less sense. Skip eating lobster even if it's calling your name. First off, you should never eat a talking lobster. That's a bad idea. 
Uh, many cultures believe that eating lobsters before midnight is bad luck because they move backwards, therefore setting you up for a year of setbacks. I mean, who well, can argue I didn't with that? Eat, I, luckily, I didn't eat any lobster on New Year's Eve. I probably shouldn't eat any shrimp because they also move backwards. Or crawdads, crayfish, you know, any of those. Mm, they are doodle bugs. Yeah, definitely not them. Uh, number 11, make some noise. Uh, when fireworks go off at midnight, the original tradition for the superstition was to make loud noise at midnight to scare off evil spirits and omens. Now, I can understand scaring off the evil spirits, but I don't think you can scare off an omen. An omen is to warn you about things. Kind of, that that one's a little suspect. I think somebody, somebody <laughs> didn't fact check that one. Uh, number 12 is to eat herring. Whether it's pickled or fresh. Uh, <laughs> oh, because they swim, they swim forwards. Yeah, total, that makes total sense. Well, it says that uh, eating it in some form at midnight is considered good luck in Germany and Sweden. But now, are you supposed to have that with the 12 grapes? Oh, yeah. All at the same time. Uh, I don't know. I don't, herring and grapes. I don't know if I'd ever pair that together. This one's a weird one. Number 13 is carry an empty suitcase around, even if it is just around your house. In Colombia, it's been known for setting yourself up for adventures in the new year. What? I, I don't know. I would think a pack suitcase might be better. Uh, empty suitcase kind of makes me feel like you've lost all your things. But that's just me. Uh, number 14, beware of eating chicken. So you can't eat chicken or lobster. Your chickens have wings, so your luck could fly away. Not just any chicken. Beware of eating chicken. Eat eating like a chicken eating itself. Yeah, if it's a non-eating, if it's a non-eating chicken, you're you're fine. I mean, oh. if it's just sitting there sitting there on the roost, you're probably safe. Oh, that's good. That's a good differentiation. We need to make sure. Yeah. And um, the last superstition, number fifteen. If you were born on New Year's Day. You automatically are lucky throughout your whole life. Now, even more so if you're born at midnight. So that that seems more like a proclamation than a superstition. But um, but I can confirm that um, my my lovely girlfriend, who's a doctor that delivers babies, every year at New Year's, there is a race for the first mother to have the New Year baby. And there was three mothers this year. I bet on mother number three, but mama number one delivered. And I, I said, well, maybe she there was dyslexia or something that was misnumbered. I think it was number three, but she said no. So I, I, I lost the bet on that one. And that was it. That's all my superstitions. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. All right. We've had a two-week break, so we've got some Dealer's Corner stuff. Tom, I'm going to let you go first. Mm. I bought a bandsaw. Oh, should I elaborate? Is that a, no, just, the, just that's everything? enough. We don't want to hear more. Yeah, I bought a bandsaw. Cool. How did you find the bandsaw? I bought a bandsaw. I bought a 14-inch Delta bandsaw, um, not without a base. 
it just came on a piece of plywood and um it was forty dollars and i was guilted into buying this other stupid thing for twenty dollars so i did it so it was sixty dollars and i got this free stupid thing with it which was do you know what that was because i don't remember because i don't care about it but it was cool it was a general electric um toolkit in a box it was basically a drill and then the drill head was removable and you could attach all these other things like a sander and bandsaw grinder yeah it had like everything in a box that did i say bandsaw jigsaw yeah jigsaw um it had a sheet sander it was cool it had a whole bunch of attachments you know in its heyday i'm sure it was great but the thing that was killing me is when you showed me the picture i have that same drill like without all the attachments not not that i'm keeping it i'm (sighs) I'm selling it but that was in like the five thousand drills that i bought that was one of them yeah pretty cool though it even has like the little circular saw attachment well i don't have the circular saw attachment i'd like it now though i feel like i want to collect them all uh but the bandsaw was in good shape it runs and um i got it home and a couple days go by and i go oh there's no upper guides (laughs) the entire upper guide assembly is missing except for the hex post which is okay because i kind of want to keep it oh for those that uh i offered it to a friend that might listen to this i drove three hours that's why the price was what i told you it was just clearing the air there <laughs> um i'm i'm paying myself back for the time but i gave him a really good deal either way anyways i'm gonna list it for like 350 and see if it sells if not what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna buy the carter um thin blade guide i don't know what it's called but it's basically a grooved bearing that pushes on the back of a thin blade Instead of side guides and a, side guides and a thrust bearing or a what do you call that? I guess a thrust bearing. Um, so it like replaces that whole assembly, which is missing anyway. And I'm gonna keep it and use it for curve curvy cuts. Um, so that's kind of the two plans and where it's headed. So we'll see. That was like uh, that had the the three stripes and the badge. That's like a 1938 or better. I didn't look it up yet. You're, yeah. It's it's between thirty eight and forty, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I didn't even look. I didn't even care to look at the tag, but it's it's in good shape. I was happy about that, and it was so cheap. I had to go get it. Mm-hmm. I don't normally drive that far for anything, like anything. I didn't even drive that far for my fifty dollar Bridgeport Mill. Well, I'm glad that I guilted you into getting it. Oh, that was you. Yeah, that was me. You're responsible. Yeah. Oh. See, all right. I don't think people know this. Um, so several people send me Facebook marketplace listings that don't live here, like PJ and Chris Sepp and a couple others. And I almost always, almost always click on them and then click my little auto response like that says, I'll take it. When are you available? And I just never hear back. But when I do hear back, I totally forget where I even got the listing from. <laughs> so I genuinely didn't know that was PJ this time. Thank you, PJ. Surprise. <clears throat> Surprise. Yeah. Well, that's good, though. I'm glad you got it. It looked like, you know, it was a good bargain. Can't go wrong yep. with a $40 bandsaw, even if it's missing parts. Mm, even if it's missing parts, right? You sell one part online and you can get 40 bucks back, no problem. Yeah. But this one works. It's good. What'd you get? So I got two. Uh, the first one is called the Happy Accident Round Robin. So continuing with uh, 
back into service is infection of metal drawers that I must have all the metal drawer cabinets now. I found two different places <laughs> that were south of me, roughly an hour plus, that had metal drawers, you know, cabinets that I, I had to have. So uh, the first one was a coal steel cabinet and they're primarily like a filing cabinet. It's the kind that has like a big door with a handle that opens on one side and then it has like four small drawers on top and then two bigger drawers on the bottom. So it's typically for filing and when you open it up, it's got like the uh, adjustable backer to like hold the files up front so they don't fall over. It's not really meant for tools. Uh, however, the person that was selling it had it up for 40 bucks and I'm like, hey, would you take 30? And she's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, can I come get it on this day? And she's like, I'm going to be at work, but I'll leave it out on the porch for you. I said, all right. So I paid her over the internet and then I went down to get it. And I get there and what's on the porch is not what I paid for. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I said to her message, I'm like, this is not the the drawer I'm looking for, Jedi Master. Uh, you need to give me the thing I paid you money for. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll leave work right now, and I'll come down, and I'll get you the right one. So while I'm waiting for her to come back, because she's like 25 minutes away, I go up to the one that's on the porch, and the one I had bought was sort of rectangular. This one is like a cube that goes straight up. It's like 12 inches by 12 inches square, 43 inches tall, and it's just got one door on the front. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's a weird looking cabinet. And it's on wheels. And I get closer and I look on the handle and I just about myself. On the handle, it says Thor fold away. And it's, uh -huh. it's the Thor logo of all the tools I've been collecting. And I'm looking at this going, no, no way. What? what? Thor made cabinets? I didn't know this was a thing. I opened it up and you could see there was C-channel going down the sides from like, the, from like about two thirds of the way up, going straight down. And there was at one point, one of those rollaway doors that you could slide down to reveal something. I know Lore Kampf has made several of these type of things for like stereos and stuff, but that, that door was long gone. And there was, there was one shelf and then that was it. And like I said, it's 43 inches tall, and I'm looking at it going, what tool could have possibly gone in here that needed, that required a rollaway door inside when it already has a door on the front? And I'm like, this is this is like a mystery. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I, I'm just like, I'm staring at it. I can't. So then I start searching the internet. I can't find anything. And even afterwards, I, I still can't find like it doesn't exist like i look through catalogs doesn't exist so anyway um the lady shows up and i said hey listen i know that cabinet's the wrong cabinet but i'm interested in it how much do you want for it and she goes oh well since i made the mix up how about 20 bucks i'm like oh done yeah it's i'll take it <laughs> you know i can't I can't go wrong for 20 bucks so i take that we get the other cabinet out and the other cabinet was back in her garage, which was detached from the house. And it's kind of like an old, like a half a barn. And she's like, oh, I got other stuff in here for sale. And so she shows me she's got all kinds of cool stuff there that was mostly too big for me. 
like she had those old um, industrial sort of like rubberized gray with stainless steel trim desks, those old industrial desks from like the 50s that like survive a nuclear blast. I'm like, man, I wish I could take this, but I just can't. But what she did have was two Steelmaster uh, index card loose drawers. So it's basically like, think of like a really long shoebox that opens from the side and it's a file drawer for, you know, for cards, for like, you know, uh, regular index cards. But someone had been using it for music because the tags on the front said like country music, sidestep, rock and roll. And I'm like, okay, this is uh, like CDs or tapes or something weren't here. Mm -hmm. So there was two of them. And I'm like, how much for these? She goes, five bucks. I said, five bucks for the pair? That's done. Yeah, I'll take it. And I, and I looked those up online uh, afterwards. They're selling for 30 bucks for one if you go on eBay. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, that was a deal. So I, I got all that stuff. And then I went to the second place. And the second place was not quite as great of a deal. Um, this guy had a five-drawer cabinet that was 30 and a half inches high by 14.5 wide and then 24 inches deep. So they were good and deep. Uh, and I got that. The guy wanted 45, and I talked him down to 30. And so I grabbed that. And if you watched my Instagram stories, um, that was the the drawer that was an inch taller than my uh, workbench. So I ended up jacking up the workbench and putting lifts in it just so that I could fit this underneath the workbench and worked fantastic. So so that was the, the happy accident round robin. And then the second deal I got was about a week later, uh, I'm sure if you follow me, you've already seen this. It's called the Dying Delta Deal. There was this guy named Connie who posted a $25 Delta DP220 benchtop drill press that looks to be made around 1940 based on the serial number. Uh, there were many parts missing, um, but there was plenty of salvageable parts, which is why I was buying it for $25. And when I got there, we were taking a closer look, and I found out that the head casting was cracked, which was very sad, but, you know, these things happen. This thing was old. And so anyway, um, I talk with the guy, and I'm like, where did this come from? He goes, oh, this came from the Hurricane Disaster Relief Fund. And I, I just kind of looked at him, and then I just didn't ask any more questions. I'm like, yeah, that's I'm not going to get anything out of this guy. Uh, by the way, the guy looked like he was full-on Amish, had a had a had uh, his own bandsaw mill in the front yard, and just tons of scrap wood all over the place, but was totally not Amish. It was it was bizarre. Like I guess I don't know. He had Amish neighbors, and he just copied with the way they looked. I don't know. But anyway, his name was Connie, so there's something there. Anyway, I load it up, I get it home, and I start disassembling it. And you know, it's coming apart, and there's things on there that don't belong on there, like both of the lock washers for the depth stop are missing. So somebody had put a pipe clamp on there, like the kind that screw closed pipe clamp, and a pulley with a set screw. But the set screw had been removed, and there was a thumb screw. And I'm like, I've, I'm not sure how to take that, but I got to take it off. So I've removed that. I get everything taken apart, and I'm down to the column and the base. And then I flip it over, 
and I am at a loss for words. At the bottom of the column is a mummified bird. It looks to be a starling, if, if my, my birdology is correct, my aviary astuteness. It looks like a starling flew down the hole or maybe thought that it was like a good place to nest. I don't know. But I'm like, ah, this, this poor bird. So then I, I got my Duresta ice pick out. And I'm like, this is the only way to get this bird out of here. And I pull the bird out, which comes out in a nice kind of chunk, like a little shunk that comes, pops right out. And behind that bird was a second dead bird. But this one had taken the brunt of the weather and was like, I don't know. It looked like it was disintegrated, like it had been burnt to a cinder. Like there was nut. There was like this. The, the first bird looked like it was almost could have been alive. The la the second one was like, nah, this thing was like skeleton Jesus. It was not it was not having it. So I pull all of the, the bird parts out of the column and I'm doing stories talking about it. And then the skeleton bird starts to move. Like the pile of bones and feathers start shifting around and I have it on video and I'm like, what is happening? What is it? It's a zombie bird. I've got a zombie. And then I like, I, I got to go, got to go. And I just immediately open the garage door, put it outside. And that's where it is right now. I have not touched it since there's a zombie bird outside my driveway, which has been rained on for the last three days. So now he's sort of soggy, but um, once it kind of, it didn't rain today. So once it's dry enough, I'm going to salt and burn the bones so that I'm not haunted by the birds. And uh, <laughs> those are my stories. You have to hire an aviary exorcist. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you know of a good one, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm asking for a friend. Just, just saying. Googling now. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right, it's time for personal history. Tom, what's your personal history with resolutionizing? I don't have any. I don't think I've ever seriously made a New Year's resolution, uh, which probably adds to the fact that I don't put a lot of weight into the quote-unquote holiday. I, Well, to be fair, I'm not much of a like goal-oriented person. Like That doesn't motivate me. And that's all resolutions are, they're goals. They're goals that happen once a year. Any other time of year, they're just called goals. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I got to agree. I got to agree. T- mm. Tanda, what about you? Goal, goals without resolve. I, <laughs> I tend to just kind of pick targets or places I would like to get to or things I'd like to accomplish on a, on a fairly regular basis. But certainly at the beginning of the year, I kind of revisit those or refresh them and you know kind of kind of look back and see if I've managed to pick off some of the ones from from the past year but they're just uh you know things I want to be a little better at uh you know this year I'm going to try and make a little more time for doing all the same stuff that I usually do but I've been doing a lot of it at work this year um so a lot of my making and and designing and stuff has been kind of hidden from Instagram or not shareable. And so I'm going to try and do more, um, just, just for me making this year. 
but cool. uh, no no specific goals um i mean i have a I have a few i would like to uh go to some events and take some stuff but nothing nothing super specific you want to go and to events and to, steal from people that doesn't sound like a good resolution that's what i heard yeah yeah just go and take some stuff yeah I don't think you should do that, Tanda. I'm going to take some of my own stuff and maybe give it away. Oh, oh. oh. Well, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's better. Oh. Yeah, that's definitely better. Bring some stuff. When yeah, I'm not bring looking. I'm going to take some stuff well, from myself if, when if, I'm if, not looking. If you're not looking, how are you going to know what you brought? Oh, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take stuff that's feelable. So that, feelable stuff. That, oh, oh. Yeah, feelable uh, stuff. That, that sounds dirty for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I'm, any, anyway, um, that the, are, is that the end of your your goals, or your history, Tanda? That that's the end of my my history with goals. I'm not one to really, <laughs> I, you know. I've never, fortunately, I've never really had, you know, in my mind issues with with eating or you know, eating healthier or whatever. I've kind of eaten same sort of food my whole life. I've probably weighed within five pounds of my current weight since I was in 10th grade. Um, so I, I don't have many of the typical resolutions to make. Mm, okay. Maybe I should, maybe I'll I should, maybe one. I should start smoking or something just so I can stop immediately. <laughs> just so next year. Yeah. yeah. But just for one year. Or start drinking. A couple of years ago, I wanted something. maybe just I made start a drinking to get back. <laughs> I think that's kind start of the opposite drink. of resolutions, but yeah. um, but okay, sure, whatever, whatever floats your boat there, couple, Tanda. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, I made a resolution to get back to my uh, get back down to my birth weight, and it just it didn't go that well. Yeah. Well, if you headed off in that direction, yeah. You could always that, try that, again this year, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, as for me, my uh, my history with uh, resolutionizing is um, I think that resolutions are complete and utter b- People that want to lie to themselves <laughs> that they can't. Why are we doing this topic? What is my idea? Okay, it was not my idea. <laughs> yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Don't lie to the people. I, I definitely yes, was, it was not. I don't Absolutely. believe in resolutions. How yep. could it have been my idea? Nope. My New Year's resolution is to blame PJ for absolutely everything more than I did last that year. That sounds like and an excuse. It's all your fault. Oh, that anyway. one's going to be a hard. That one's going to be a hard one to keep. You know, nope. I blame him for everything. So, in my opinion, if you're a responsible adult, uh, you should already be at the spot that you would not need to make resolutions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you feel triggered, I'm calling you out. I'm just saying. If you feel triggered, well, yeah, but that's but that's like saying you, you have no. If you're a responsible adult, there's no room for improvement. No, that's not what right. I'm saying. <laughs> okay, like okay, let's no, let's exactly what let's you're take saying. the eating. Okay, that's the number one resolution. For, like according to the news and the internet, most resolutions. Oh, I'm definitely going to eat this year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm oh, saying. Definitely. So totally. you should be eating every year. You know, just just so you you know, you should at least once. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to eat every day. I'm going to try to eat something every day. I may not. I probably won't. But the point sure I'm, I the won't. point I'm making here is a lot of people go on diets. Diets don't work. Okay, if you're going to change your eating habit, it needs to be a lifestyle change where you permanently change how you eat, and that's how you adjust your weight. You know, as far as like eating goes, uh, any you know person with willpower 
can do that any time of the year. They don't need to do it at the beginning of the year, which is why, again, I think it's No, so I'm with you. I've already said this how many times. Like, it is just nonsensical, made up, whatever. But I have no problem with people using this as their trigger. And I have no problem with them thinking the new year means something to them. And the new year means let's change things. Like, that's positive. I just think it's silly that we only do this once a year for a week. And then everyone just says, well, you can bleep this. I mean, Everybody just says and just goes on with their life as usual and doesn't change anything. Which I mean, is yeah, which start. proves my point, Tom. It's a bunch of lies. You're lying to yourself for a week or a month. Yes. It's it's lies. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. A week yes. a week's a good about ti- this? a week's a good time frame. I'm going to start making a new week's resolution every every new Sunday. <gasps> yes, yeah, every just have Sunday. like a new week's resolution. What is it? Yes. The what are those people called? That uh, not culpability. The the co- the people that check on you. Um, Codependent. No. <laughs> no. There's a there was a it, it, there was it's a it's a it was a term that kept coming up last year. It was um when people um, yeah I know what you're it's not a depend of. it's not dependability. What the heck is the name? My brain an accountability 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 buddy. Yeah, an accountability yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's what that is. That week that's like an account. It's a it's you have an accountability every week to check if you did what you were supposed to do that week, and then you reset it for the next week. Um. Right. I mean, if you could, if you could do that, you know, I think that would be nerve wracking. I just, for me, you could like but. post it on Instagram or something. Hey, everybody, hold me to this. I'm gonna try and eat this week. Then Tom sends you a text message. You're like, Tom. Did you eat? Have you eaten? I saw you eating that donut. Oh no, well, that's good. That's good because my resolution yeah. was to eat this week. Yeah. Right. So I, I think mission accomplished. I think that's all of our. Our history, pretty much, which is which is nothing, for the, from what I could gather. Right, we have, no history. We have, no we, history. We, have a, we have a history of uh, of making realistic non resolutions or something like that. Yes. Well, second turn. I think it's time for one of them old timey commercial interludes and stuff. Y'all, this is Edna down at Johnson's Hardware. Do you struggle with keeping New Year's resolutions? Well, we have just the thing for you. Reverend Ray's Revolutionary Resolution Revelation Rack. You just pull one of the tabs off of the rack and it will state a resolution that you're sure to keep. Now, I'm not going to read them all, but you can certainly come and buy it for just $20.22. And you'll have resolutions coming off the rack that you can keep. Here are a few examples. Lose a quarter pound. Travel outside your house. Eat less narwhal. Save $3. Get another credit card. And many more. You'll find them at Johnson's Hardware in the games aisle. You'll find us at patreon.com forward slash makerskills. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. time for crossbreeding i'm gonna go first just because i feel like it uh what skill goes best with uh resolutionizing i'm gonna say lying lying goes fantastically with this because that's what you got to do in order to pull it off tom's nodding his head tom what skill goes well with it yep oh, I, 
I had one and I totally forgot it. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Well, while Tom's thinking, I'm just going to jump in with willpower. I think willpower goes well with revol- resolutionizing. That makes as much sense Who's as will? anything else. Probably Will Stelter's power. Oh, man. Come on, Tom. Oh, yeah, Will Stelter power. You could knock no. over a power hammer with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely in the new year, too. Come on, Tom. Oh, quitting. I'm sorry, quitting. Quitting. Yes, yes, yes. definitely. Yes, you got to be an expert quitter to make resolutions. I agree with you 100%. All right, we got eight minutes left to wrap this up within an hour. Let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) And now it's time for a helping hand, where one person tells a true story and the others don't. All right, we haven't done a helping hand in a while, so this is a true New Year's story. I don't like to go out at all for New Year's, mostly because the stupid people are outside doing stupid things, and I don't want to be involved because I just I don't feel like getting it on me. So, P- PJ, yeah. PJ, you've, you've for, for the last 12 years consecutively, you've come to my New Year's Eve party. I don't, I don't understand. I didn't want to call you out, Tom, but a lot of your family members are dumb. Sorry. I, I, I hate to be the one to tell you that, but it's, it's the truth. Okay. It's the truth. So, there was, uh, right after... I graduated from film school. I was living in Brooklyn, New York, and the woman I was dating was a social butterfly. She knew lots of people, and there was an actress that we had met while we were at the Cannes Film Festival that had a high-rise apartment in Manhattan overlooking the park, okay? Overlooking Central Park. I want to say it was like the 23rd floor. I can't be exact. But we get invited to go. And she cajoles me into going even though I don't want to go because I don't like going out on New Year's. And this is like circa 2011, let's say, maybe 2010. So we go there and there's a good amount of people. And let's say there's like, I don't know, 30 people in a New York apartment, which is a lot because New York apartments are small. So we're there. There's like little things to nibble on. But like the food for the night wasn't actually made yet. Right. And you could see that she was running around and she was trying to get things ready. And all of a sudden, smoke starts coming out of the kitchen. Not like a little bit of steamy smoke, like smoke smoke, like everyone evacuates smoke. Like, okay, I've just called the fire department. (laughs) Everybody evacuate. (laughs) And so we leave the apartment and we're down. oh, Oh, before we left, we're out on the balcony watching the fire truck pull up to the building and I am I'm videoing the whole thing. Okay. So anyway, um, they tell us you have to get out. And so we we all leave the building. We're outside. The fire department goes in. And then they're up there for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then they're like, okay, you guys go back in. And we're like, what that that's it? Fire's fire's done? Yeah, it's a little smoky in there, but just leave the windows open. You'll be fine. 
All right. So we go back up there. And this is this is like maybe eight, nine thirty. Like it's not late. It's not anywhere near the ball drop. So it's still like you still got a lot to go for the night. So we go up there and the firemen had ripped the stove out from the wall and there was foam <laughs> all over the place. And we're like, What happened? We don't understand like how did the stove catch fire? And the actress whose apartment it was she's like oh i think it might be my fault and we're like what do you mean it's your fault she said oh well i was preheating the oil in the in the pan she had one of those like tin pans you know that you like cook a turkey in and she mm -hmm. filled it with olive oil or vegetable oil or some type of oil and put it in the oven with the oven turned on 400 and I looked at her and I'm like, you just put a tray of oil in the oven with no food. <laughs> yep. Why would you do that? Well, to preheat the oil. Who told you to preheat oil? You don't preheat oil. You preheat the oven. What's the matter with you? And I was like, that's why there was a fire. Okay. And she goes, well, I know that now. Now, I should point out, this this woman was in her 40s, possibly her 50s. Like, she was not a spring chicken. Like, she'd been around the block. She should have known better than to put a pan of oil in a stove. So. And and you thought the people at my party are dumb. Oh, oh you just, yeah, that's proving my point. Like I said, I didn't want to go. I, I didn't want to be there. Um, but the whole place smelled like smoke. Uh, I hung out the rest of the night on the balcony um, debating whether or not to throw things over and try to hit people below, but, you know, we didn't do that. That that was it. That was the whole story. That, thanks, thanks for well, contributing, a, guys. I that's appreciate a, that. That's a crazy way to spend <laughs> New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's, that's this. It doesn't work. This I tried. I tried twice. It didn't work. I, I gave up. We've done this twice before, and it just didn't work. So I, I think just, we need I, to cut I, this I, segment. I just gave up. Yeah, we need to cut this segment. This segment just sucks. Cut those so short. But it was a good story. It was definitely a and good an story. and an odd it, yeah, an odd way to right, spend New not... Year's Eve. It just isn't. Uh, it just doesn't work as well as a segment. But uh, right, there's nothing wrong with the story. That's not. You're right. That's not the. the that, did you guys see in the news that there were people here that spent uh, spent their New Year's Eve halfway down on the tramway coming down from Sandia Crest? No. I think it. I think it made no. national news. But there's a there's a tra there's a tramway that goes from the base of the mountain up to the top, and of course it's popular to go up and eat at the restaurant and stuff up at the top of the Sandia Crest um, for New Year's and watch the fireworks down down below. And uh, everyone, all of the guests had already come down, but the crew and stuff from the restaurant was coming down in the last tram car, and the tram line started icing up and the wind was blowing a bit. And so they ended up having to stop. And they spent their New Year's Eve and, and night in the tram car halfway down, and then they, they uh, belayed down um, later on. Uh, when it got light and picked them up with helicopters. But wow. that will be an interesting story for the rest of their lives, spending New Year's Eve in a, in a tram car 
like halfway down the mountain. Jeez. Maybe we Good can get them on the though. show. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. That story sounded so nice. I want to hear it again. All right, it's time for short and sweet. Tom, you got anything to wrap up the show? I do. <clears throat> you want it now? You want me to tell you now? No, tell me later. Tanda, do you got anything to okay. wrap up the show? <laughs> yeah, go, go. Uh, yeah, everyone, go, go listen to what Tom says when he wraps up the show after PJ goes back to him. I'm sure it's going to be good. And so just, just follow. If you're following along with the show, follow whatever Tom says, and I think, it, I think it'll be good. I had something and I totally spaced it when Tom uh, when Tom just like stopped. Oh, we'll come back to you. Tanda, yeah, Tanda, PJ, what did you have? PJ, what do you have to wrap <laughs> up the me, show? Me, me. Okay, I got okay. I got plenty to wrap up the show. First off, um, uh, well, okay. It's short and sweet, PJ. <sighs> let's let's get back on track with what the segment's supposed to be. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna do my thing first, and then I'll, I'll come back around to the business end. So my New Year's tradition is to paint something starting on New Year's Eve and try to finish it New Year's Day. And this year I nearly succeeded. I finished on January 2nd. And I did an abstract painting called the Delta Variant, which is an abstraction of multiple Delta mm-hmm. Rockwell badges, um, plus a couple of water slide decals. And then I also threw in multiple paint colors of different Delta machinery throughout the years. And it looks really awesome. And there has been some interest in getting prints made. And so if I, right now there's a couple people that are interested, I need at least 10. I buy a print. Huh? You want a print? I'll buy a print. Okay. Yep. Um, Wait, do we know how much they cost yet? Yes. Are they a million dollars? No. Okay. Okay. These are, these are, um, museum quality, uh, Gickley prints okay um they are 50 bucks shipped to your door and they'll be signed by me so these are how big are they uh these are 16 by 12 prints and they are like i said they're museum quality so like the the colors will not fade these are not like something you'd get at kinko's this is done by a professional company that only does art prints um they're not cheap so wait how did you take a pic did you take a picture of your painting yes how did you Okay. So I'm taking a picture. I'm sending it to them. They will be printing it out. Um, I've, I'm, I saw, I've researched one company, but there's several companies that do it. There's one that's like like an hour and a half away from me. So, but yeah. but the point is, in order for this to be worthwhile, I'll buy one. I, I need at least ten people. So Tom, Tom is in. Uh, if anybody else would like to get a print, all you have to do is go to my feed if you want to see what the the, the painting looks like. Uh, send me a DM and let me know. Um, and that's that's what I did for the new year. So um, that's my short and sweet. Tom, we're back to you. Oh, yes. Go to Kickstarter and type in Parametric Pry Bar or go to Instagram and type in Design the Everything. My friend AJ Huff is over there at Design the Everything. And he designed a parametric pry bar. It could be, it's, let's, let's call it the size of your hand or smaller. But he made it so that you could design your own pry bar 
through parametric design and he will cut it out of metal and send it to you. And it hit Kickstarter's front page, I think yesterday or two days ago. Um, so go buy one. Go buy one. Back this project. I'm clicking on it now. I'm going to go buy one. Oh, these are a million dollars, though. Oh. No. Uh, I've bought I've bought a bunch of stuff from uh, AJ. I just, I like what he did. Oh, I've been playing with one of the things all day. This little keychain that looks like an like a cut open orange mm. um, made out of brass. And I have his spinning top, which was featured on some episodes of it rattling on my on my glass lens every few minutes when I forget that it's going because it spins for like six minutes. Um, and I play with things while I talk on the radio here. But yeah, AJ Huff, design the everything, go support him, but also just buy something cool from him. Like, you don't have to just support him, like just go buy something cool that he makes because he makes cool stuff. Design the Everything is not a sponsor of this program. And I don't recommend but, it. But not yet. I would recommend not it. Not yet. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds cool. Uh, we'll have to go check out his stuff. Tanda, did you remember what you had to tell us? Oh, I was just going to give a shout out to a new, um, new patron, Jack Has Tools. That was, that was what I was trying to remember that I needed to say. The, we I, have a new new patron. I was also going to shout him out, so in case you had, you had missed it, but that is cool. Jack has tools come in at our beginner skill level, and I would actually like to thank all of our Patreon members since it is the beginning of the year. We have Old Timey Tools. We have our very own Tanda. We have Ben Makes KC. We've got Seth Williams, Alan Scannell, Lauren Bache, Creator Nader, Emery Pickering. David Beckwith, Aaron Lund, Eric Peterson, Dave Biwalek, and Marsh Wildman, and our newest member, Jack Has Tools. To thank all of our patrons, and I want to talk right now to all the people that are not listening to the podcast. Every single one of you that are not listening can go straight to you should be listening, okay? That's why we do the show, so that people listen. So all you people that aren't listening, you deserve exactly what you're getting, which is nothing. You hear me? Nothing. I have no pity for you whatsoever. You should be listening. And for everybody that is listening, you should go find someone that's not listening and make them listen. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, P- we, we don't condone violence all, or all the people, uh, enslavement. All, all the people who aren't listening, aren't, uh, they didn't hear aren't that. Aren't listening. Yes, that's my point. But if you are listening, thank you for listening. Yes. That too, yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram. And you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.